0: Okay, here we go. Testing one, two, three. Let's see if I remember how to do this. Cue the music. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Kaleidoscope Radio. I'm your host, Jonathan Hernandez. Listen, I apologize for keeping you all hanging. You know, normally I like to do uh, an episode every Tuesday. I'm pretty sure there's been about 56 Tuesdays since then, since my last episode. But we're back, baby! It's nice! Oh, man. I missed you all. I uh, So much has happened over the span of... Uh, since January. Uh, I was working more with Pulp Stage, had a couple of plays that uh, were getting produced, which was really awesome. Uh, I also participated in a showcase where I had to do... Uh, I had to write a 10 minute play in a, under 24 hours. Uh, well, it was actually 48 hours. I don't want to be too cocky here. I, I did it under 36, so a nice little middle right there. And uh, and in a month from now, we'll be showcasing my uh, at, at least the first act of my play Miho. I'm excited to talk more about that. But first, let's check in. How are you doing? What's up with you? Have you been writing? Or were you like, ah, my accountability coach, Jonathan, he's not going to be here. I don't have to write anymore. I don't have to think about things. I'm just going to sit down and tune out, watch some reality TV shows, watch whatever's out there, and not participate in the creative process at all. Hey, that's all right. You do you. And... I know there's a, a lot of spark out there. There's a lot of things going on. I just finished watching my, one of my favorite shows, Snowfall. It's, it's amazing. I was going to say delicious. <laughs> that's that's not great to use. Uh, Snowfall is like a, about drugs and shit. And, uh, and I'm like, it's delicious. Anyways, what I want to talk to you about today is a little thing called doubt. So throughout this whole experience, I would say this first quarter of the year, i uh, you know, I, I love doing the podcast. I love feeling feeling like I'm connecting with others who are feeling more inspired to write and uh, uh, want to help people in in all capacities. I have a lot of fun doing this, and it's really fun just listening to myself on the microphone <laughs> and playing pretending like I'm a DJ. I love it. Uh, and I love writing. it's it's such a um, useful tool for me, especially because I love performing, but sometimes I don't get to perform the things that I want to do. And so writing helps me exercise my creativity and allows me to do something that uh, I would normally not be played as that character. so i've I've been able to explore different characters, different types of stories, all within my mind and my imagination. And it's hard. Uh, it's hard to put that like a, like to create a story and wanting it to communicate a certain message. Or even just to be like, hey, I think this will be really cool. But getting criticized or critiqued or, or feeling like it's not good enough, those are all waves of uh, feelings of insecurity, uh, just a lack of maybe um, confidence in the sense of being a writer. And uh, a lot of that came in waves for me, nonstop. Uh, I used to, I think I, I mentioned this before in previous episodes where I would feel a little bit, uh, maybe not so confident to be, or confident to uh, be running a podcast, but I'm pushing through. I'm learning more things. Hey, I know how to hold the microphone now. I know how to do some editing on the uh, good old laptop, so it's fine. I, I'll i learn. I'll, I'll learn it as I grow, and then as I'm growing as a writer, I'll be able to communicate and teach that more and more, so I'll feel good. It'll It'll all work out. Well, something similar happened to me in the sense of writing and playwriting. Uh, this will be, even though I've written this full-length piece, this will be the first time that it's actually being produced. And there's, it's a long haul ahead of me, but it's this is like the first step towards towards that that path. And man, so much anxiety, so much uh, self-doubt was just creeping in. It's like every night I would just feel really uh, scared, and I I didn't know why but i'd have some procrastination i'd have some feelings of like i don't need to do it uh, i would watch something and even though there was like a hint of some some thematic tension that i am incorporating into my play i was like nah they do it better i don't need to do it and i would kind of make these excuses up again i would not i would not feel motivated to write um but because i already made the promise to <laughs> to this theater company that i would do it Every day I just had to do a little bit, a little bit more, a little bit more. And that's what I want to talk to you about. So if you're feeling uh, any type of doubt or feelings of um, maybe inadequacy, not not feeling like you're making the right progress, uh, here's one thing, progress is not what we think in our head. It's like it's not going to go from like A to boom, B being like a linear straight, straight arrow up towards success. Progress is like two steps forward, three steps back, five steps to the side, down left, circle circle square, X X. like it's all over the place. Progress is not the what we what we think about in our heads. It's more about just uncovering problems and learning how to solve them and and it's sometimes you're able to uh, accept the challenge and grow and sometimes you fail the challenge. And even and you and you realize you grow even more. I don't know what it is about society or our culture, but we just do not want to fail. I personally do not like failing. Uh, I remember this quote in Moneyball that's uh, Brad Pitt, Brad Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt saying, uh, "I hate losing. I hate losing even more than I want to win." And there's a difference. And I agree with that. I definitely feel like I do not want to fail. Uh, I, I don't want to fail as much as I want to succeed. It, it's, it's interesting how our, our minds think about it that way. And and maybe you're, you're different. Maybe you're like, no, I, I don't want to fail because I, I do want this. I want this. I want to, I want to be successful every time, every time, every time. Like I want to get better. I want to get better. And maybe you welcome failure because you have a, a different mentality and you're like, I know failure, failure is just going to get me going. Um, for me, it seems like I have that type of mentality on certain things. Like cooking, for instance. I feel like if I fail a meal, my ego or my... I'm not too self-critical because it's like, oh, whatever. It's just, it's just cooking. I'll, I'll do it better the next time. And I don't, kinda, I don't hold anything against myself for that. But when it comes to the art and the craft and something that I'm extremely passionate about... And something that I feel deeply towards, it's like um it's like a, a thousand daggers coming at me. Like it, I am just I cannot help but be perfectionistic, uh hold myself to a higher standard, um, feeling like this needs to be the way that I need to envision it and and no nothing else. And it can't be can't be anything less. And that can make us not want to do it. Because it's, we know for a fact it's not going to be perfect. So just checking in with you, if that happens, in, and it, it might not even be in writing or or any type of creative thing, but just checking in if you're listening, what what is it for you? What's that thing for you that it's like, I'm super critical on myself about? Do you have to, is it a fitness goal? Do you have like outstanding high expectations to like how you want your appearance to look? You know, every every day, every morning, you're looking at yourself in the mirror. And even though this past year with the pandemic, maybe people have taken a back seat towards their health and their fitness, but they're still treating themselves awfully, you know, looking at the mirror, looking at what's uh, um, not working for them. Uh, do do they, they complain more about life? Uh, do you find yourself complaining more about things when you're deep down, you're like, I don't even know why I, I like complain. I'm so critical on it uh, it, that might have to do with just how you expect people to be, how you expect yourself to show up every day. And let's just take a back seat for a moment and really like let go of this, this, because at the root cause of this is all, is all a a feeling of doubt of self doubt. I am not worthy. I'm not worthy. And, uh, and you are, you're handling the challenges that you can handle in this moment, in this time. You have all the resources that you need just in this moment. One thing that was helping me to just overcome this this paranoid feeling of like, oh, I'm not going to make it, is really just taking a moment, sitting in silence, and saying to myself, what's going on? And I'd relax my body and just tune in. To what I'm feeling, and instantly something will say a voice in in my head will say the oh you're not you're not going to make this deadline or the place sucks the uh, the scene is shoddy it doesn't work you keep messing up the, the, these are like the internal things that constantly come into my head and what helps quiet that noise is two things that I've I've learned throughout this journey one is imagine that that voice is coming out of a radio like an old time radio uh back then when i was a kid we had i had in my room um i didn't have an old old school radio like with an antenna i had a cool ass boombox and shit seven disc cd changer you remember those remember cds you remember cd changers you remember when you had so i had the stereo and then i had the uh to like the the speakers, but you could detach them, and I'd move them around in my room. i mean, i couldn't they couldn't go far, but I remember moving them around. I would listen to music before I'd go to bed, but not just any kind of music. I think I'd listen to like ninety eight point is it seven? Ninety eight power ninety eight point two power ninety eight point seven I think that's what it is. It's kind of weird because you that that radio station was all about like hip hop and rap, r and b and and shit like that. I mean, we had a jazz radio station and that you you would think Jonathan should listen to the jazz because it kind of soothes him and puts him to sleep. Mm-mm, baby, I was listening to like DMX, Jaw, Rule, Ashanti before I go to bed. And uh, yeah, that's why I'm so cool now. <laughs> no, but anyways, so so what I would do is let's go back. Let's go back to present time, present time. OK, so you have doubt creeping in, right? You're you're at your desk. I'm going to play. I'm going to. Paint the picture here. You're at your desk, you are having this panic attack moment. And maybe it's not visually panicking, but deep down there's some resistance to writing, there's some feelings of doubt that's creeping in. If you close your eyes, relax your jaw, relax your your shoulders, and try to ease your the tension in your forehead and and relax those eyebrows. Visualize what that what your voice visualize your voice coming out of a boombox or a radio and imagine you the person turning that down. As if it was like a dial. You just you just slowly turn that down and you'd be surprised as to how you can take that noise down and just relax. Just just uh it's not even like anybody telling you to relax. You're not even telling yourself to relax. You just instantly feel more calm. Another thing that I recommend doing is let's say the visual the visualizing isn't really working. One thing that's also been great for me is I can hear I do the same thing. I close my eyes. I can hear that that naysayingness, the critic is just beating me down, I can hear it. I can hear it saying it's not gonna work. I'm hearing it right now saying like, this episode sucks. <laughs> but what I'm doing is I tune in, I listen to that voice, and I'm just going to label it. Now, labeling is a psychology technique where something is going on, and it's kinda like saying like, oh, I noticed this. And you, you label what you see. If somebody's upset, I notice that you're being upset. Or uh, someone's being, you know, feeling really sad. Like, yeah, you seem sad. That's that's called a label. So you're basically doing that to yourself. You will be labeling what you hear. And you can label it as fear. But what's been really helpful for me is to say doubt. Doubt. Oh, that's doubt. And when I hear that, when I'll hear the voice that's coming through and saying all this Heavy stuff towards me, criticizing me. I'm just like, yeah, that's doubt. That's doubt, baby. And uh, before you, like right now, I instantly just have a smile on my face because even though this episode is not as perfect as I'd want it to be, uh, it's really important. And I love talking to you all. And so it it just feels like, yeah, it's probably not going to be the best. But I'm also going to be working on it again and again. And I've got more things to share and I've got more stuff to to give and and I'm okay it's gonna be okay so check in with yourself try it try those exercises next time that you're having that sense of doubt creeping in you don't even have to try it in the sense of like being a being a writer you could just try it you know when you're feeling like uh Let's say you want to go on a date with somebody, and you're like, oh, I don't know if I should ask her out. And then there are all this all this voice, uh, all this uh, criticism is coming in and saying, you know, you can't do it. That's doubt. Oh, yes, I can. Oh, that was instantly. That just came out of my head. I was like, yeah, it's, I could do that. I could do whatever. But uh, those were the two tips that was helping me get through. Uh, another thing that was helping me work on my my consistency was that Kaizen method that I mentioned in previous episodes. And if this is your first time tuning in, welcome. Uh, I talk just randomly about stuff, but the Kaizen method is doing one particular goal, having a goal and doing one particular task in that goal uh, and slow incremental steps. So let's say I want to learn how to do a proper push-up uh, and I want to have like a really great... Um, uh, like, like I got not only do I want to do just one push up, but I want to do push ups for the rest of my life, so it's a long term goal. Maybe you, you're feeling like I want to do like 30 push ups under I don't know a minute or whatever. So you would say, Okay, well, how many like what's a good push up? Kind of do some research on that, and um, maybe you ease up off of the the sense of doing 30 all at once, and maybe you just put a goal for like if you've never done push ups, you just do a goal of like one up a day. And then the next day, it's two push ups, and then three. And so you're just uh, constantly building, building upon what you've already created. So it's like foundational work, and then efforting. But the efforting doesn't have to go all across like, to the max. And there's a lot of people that I know that are just all oh, like pedal to the metal to the max, I, I commend them. And there's certain things that I can do for that. But when it comes to a new habit, and especially feeling so much resistance to, towards changing that type of lifestyle in you, you're going to have a lot of resistance, you're going to have a lot of doubt creeping in, you're not going to feel motivated. So the Kaizen method helps you keep keep the, the goal, the long term goal there, but you're doing short incremental things to maximize that effort. Uh, yeah, that's, that's what I was doing. In terms of writing, now this is where it really gets cool, is because I've been working on this play, Miho, for uh, such a long time. I would say uh, I had this idea of writing a play, a family drama, very, to pay homage to one of my favorite playwrights, Eugene O'Neill, who I read a passage from Long Day's Journey Into Night. That was my in my first episode. And uh, I, I loved that play. And I wanted to do something very similar to that, to that play. And I had these ideas coming through, but I read that play, like back in 2014, I saw the, um, probably even longer than that, but I saw an actual production of that play in 2015. And I had this idea to write the play, I never did it, I didn't really get it to get it down on paper until about 2017 and the only reason why I was able to successfully write a play like that was because I told myself all right every week I just need to get five pages down I just need to write five pages and then I had somebody who held me accountable for that I'd call them up and we'd meet every Tuesday and say hey where are you at I think it was Tuesdays and and I would say okay I wrote these five pages this is where I'm at I had wrote another five pages. I wrote another five. Now, this was like really in the beginning of my playwriting developmental phase. So I didn't really know what I was doing, but I knew how to write scenes. And I knew I wanted it to be about these people. So I was just like, this is where I started. I just took action. That's where I went. Finally, I made it uh, back in uh, like twenty. 18, I started submitting it to other um, new work festivals and things like that. It got picked up by this this uh, company in Portland and part of the agreement was that there was it was still underdeveloped and they were gonna uh, like bring me under their wing train me on how to make it a more uh, fully functional play And now here we are. So all of this has just been in the making. It's it's not like a, an overnight success, and uh, and there's still a long haul ahead. And I'm I'm really excited about it. I I get even more. Um, one thing that I'm noticing is that even though it's getting closer and closer to being premiered, the anxiety is coming up more and more, uh, and uh, and not because of the the. I don't even know where where or what it is that I'm feeling anxious about. Maybe it's just because I want it to be so good. Maybe it's that perfectionistic feeling. I'm having high expectations. But it's it's a huge endeavor and it's it takes a lot of of discipline and mental it takes a lot of mental energy to put something together uh a, a structure like this and and I was I think I was a little bit more egotistical, I guess, in the beginning, thinking like, "Ah, that's not a big deal. And to some people, maybe it isn't a big deal. But for the development of how I want my play to be and how I want my body work to show and to shine, it is a big deal to me. And there were a lot of things that I wanted to incorporate in this piece that were really dear to me. And it was hard to, to uh, make that happen. And I will say this, that I feel like I've become a better writer. This helped me become a, a far better writer than I was expecting. And I'm really excited to to show it to the world. And so the first act will be premiered, or I should say the first 20 pages. It's, it's just the intro of it. It's just a taste. I'm just going to give you a taste of it. Uh, but that will be showing on May 15th at 7.30. I'll put the link in the in the show notes and uh and it'll be on my website and other than that i will continue on to creating content and sending it out to you and talk to you more about how you can feel confident when you're writing when you're becoming uh the best artist that you can possibly be next week i'm going to bring in a, a director of mine who i've worked with and she actually Uh, read the play mijo when it was like a baby a baby mijo and uh, talk about you know what we wanted to do with the project but she's got some great skills when it comes to the uh, the eye of detail especially in directing and in storytelling so i'm really excited to bring her on i'll be interviewing her and we're gonna have a great time so i i sincerely apologize for keeping you hanging for those past few weeks i'm back it feels great to be with you Thank you so much. I'm your host, Jonathan Hernandez, telling you, no, asking you, see, I'm out of the game. Jonathan Hernandez, asking you, what's your story?